Hey, this is Jaron. You're listening to The Dangers of Christian Rock, or something like that podcast. This is Colton. Uh, We're happy to bring you another episode, and it starts right now. Hey, welcome. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. We're going to talk about a band that I think Colton and I both actually really love, so we're really excited to talk about this one. It's uh, it's Sub 7. Man, I, I cannot wait to get into this. Oh man! So this, I think, when we first came up with the idea of the podcast, this is one of the first bands that we talked about talking about. Um, I, I think even at one point we had looking at our Twitter feeds. I think there's been a few times we've actually talked about Sub Seven on there, and the band has actually jumped on and be like, "Dude, we're doing a return tour." Mind you, I lived in the middle of nowhere at the time. I could have never gone to see them. Uh, I was out in. Arizona and so they didn't they didn't go out there but yeah this is one they came around PA either probably not probably not uh yeah I've only this is the first time since moving to DFW that I've not been in a concert dead zone and so it's a it's a remarkable feeling and I'm a I'm a dad so I definitely don't go to concerts uh very much and so just doesn't have ink COVID. No, dude, you just got to throw them on your shoulder with earplugs, man. Bro, just get them in there. Throw the six-year-old in the mosh. He'd love it. Except Start him young, man. He, he, he wouldn't love it. He'd hate it. Uh, but yeah, Sub 7 <laughs> is a really uh, great band. Really amazing. And I think they're one of those ones where first time I heard them on the radio, it was the song Emotion. And that oh. was just... Oh, you know, they, they really only released two albums that most people can access anymore. From what I was looking, they had a couple of independent records that they released. Couldn't find them anywhere. That's cool. I'm sure they were still pretty good. But their EP was just so good. And the song Emotion, and again, if you grew up with Christian Rock Radio, hopefully you are blessed with this track. just kind of gets you going man like it gets you stoked i don't know what you think about but i that's always been one of my favorite songs even to this day some of these bands i haven't listened to in years and i mean that sincerely it's been been a solid decade this is a song i put on every couple of months when i'm like oh i need something to get me going and so it's just yeah it's a great okay am i wrong in remembering that you did like interviewed them for the clovis high newspaper i think you're wrong wrong. i don't i don't believe i've ever interviewed them or did you do i swear you did like i think i'm something on them i think i didn't i mean i'd have to go back and see but i i used to do these dumb reviews about everything movies music um i wouldn't i wouldn't see why I wouldn't talk about these guys in that, right. but I don't honestly remember. Jaron was a low-tech blogger for you for you Gen Zs. Uh, that's what school papers were, basically were. But... <laughs> low-tech blogger. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funded it. by the school, essentially. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, as far You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, just around that whole time, before we actually start talking about Sub 7, like, it, it's funny you bring that up because 
is during those times that I started getting exposure to these different bands. Um, one of my, my good buddies at the time, um, Matt Coker actually introduced me to a lot of like interesting music and stuff that I did never actually, like I had heard of them before, but like, he was like, Hey, give this a listen or whatever. And so like stuff like Reliant K that I didn't really get a lot of like exposure to elsewhere. He would like just hand me a CD and say, Hey, check this out. Or like put some stuff on the, the school computer. And then we would just all listen to it. Uh, when we were in the different journalism classes at the time. Um, but getting back to sub seven, uh, this is one of the ones that I think I loaded onto the school computer. <laughs> it was like, check this out. Um, but yeah, man, I, some of the stuff that I remember, like also during that time was like, again, school computers, like I could take them with me, like I could take it home and like write stuff for the school paper. It was crazy. But I was also like just scrubbing the internet for like the craziest stuff, like music related. And so like one of the first things that I, um, remembered uh about sub seven was finding their album and and just jamming it and then seeing it on that interlink dvd um what song was on the dvd i can't remember was it free to conquer Conquer? okay no i think emotion was on it too it was on a later one I wouldn't be surprised if it was on yeah, both, actually, like, both of them was, on there. It was yeah. just really superb, like they're superb, dude. Oh, so, so good. good. So what what were the tracks? I mean, obviously, emotion jumped out at you in the EP. Oh. What, are, what are the other songs that you really, with the EP specifically, did you really enjoy? The EP specifically, dude. Um, I remember just screaming "Game of Love." Okay, just so much, dude. It just was like. If I wasn't listening to Disciple in the car uh, when I was learning how to drive and like my granddad roasting them, um, <laughs> it was definitely sub two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was definitely sub sevens, like EP, Game of Love. Um, and honestly, I just, I really liked Mayday as okay. well. Yeah, that's a good one. There was like one little part at the end of Mayday where he like wavers a scream or whatever. And I was just like, that's. Stupid cool. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. What about you? So, I mean, emotion definitely. I mean, that's just iconic in my mind but um i, I right. never really listened to the the ep a lot when it was first out and so um some of the songs sure. were newer to me i listened a lot heavier to free to conquer um uh, but like at the park that just really 
Something about the song, the way his lyrical delivery. My stereo turns on, trying to ignore you, but I still hear your voice. Everything will be okay. And I think I mentioned some yeah. of these bands. It re- it was reminiscent of your kind of like brand new Taking Back Thursday kind of sound where kind of like just yeah. running through stuff. I mean, it, it, it was enjoyable, that type of stuff. And um, it, it's one of those bands where I feel like they captured the essence of a musical era. They really did very well. Yeah, it, it, and and what's crazy about that too is that it was like a s- little like small town that they came out of. So like Weatherford, just Oklahoma. being able to come pull. Yeah, it said yeah, Weatherford dude, just o- popping out of nowhere, so, dude. Seriously, Weatherford, Oklahoma is pretty similar to where we grew up. Like little bitty town, um, not yep. close to the big cities. And so that for for me finding that out that they grew up there, which I shout out, I was born in Altus, Oklahoma, at the Air Force Base there little bitty town in the middle of nowhere but that being said it's cool to see dudes who were able to kind of go from humble humble places because we i remember growing up having a lot of friends who were in bands who just had no success because we were in new mexico and we were flyover territory for bands to stop absolutely and no matter what they try they do things and they try and move and it would just be tough for them to kind of get a foothold but it was real, it is cool to see that a band kind of from maybe the people the wonderful people of Weatherford Oklahoma would be super not happy with me saying that it's middle of nowhere but it kind of is uh it's pretty cool to me that they were able to do that so yeah very very cool yeah absolutely man what's you know it's funny cuz like a little while later um I found their hold on music video yes. and then I filmed it up next to like the water tower yes. in the town or whatever. And I was like, dude, that's, it just, it gave me Clovis vibes where we grew up, so man. Much. Just everything about it was just like, man, this just feels like my hometown. And again, I felt like I liked it even more because I could connect right. at that level too. So honestly, the emotion music video it's what I imagined if a band got clearance to do a music video on top of Hotel Clovis. That's what I feel like it would be like, which is kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, which, for those of you who have no idea what the heck we're talking about, Hotel Clovis, um, it was a big deal at one time, uh, kind of a big deal back in the 20s or so when Shirley Temple would go visit. Apparently, famous people visited this hotel in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. Because that's just what you did back then. But it's this tall, what, 12, 13 stories, something like that. Yeah, 13 stories. It's by far the tallest building in the city, you know. But uh, it's kind of that, it gives that vibe of, like, just being able to see out over the the town. And, I mean, I don't think it was that big, the the building that they had up there. People just kind of chilling out during the music video. But that's kind of... That was always my thought. I was like, dude, what if we could just... And the church we both were, were youth interns at uh, was really close to that hotel. So you'd see it all the time. And I was like, dude, what if we could get someone to let us do that up there? That'd be cool. 
You know what's funny is I I said hold on earlier, but I definitely meant emotion. You meant emotion. <laughs> okay. No, hold on did have I'm a music, music video, video that, but that's okay. Yeah. That one reminded me of, did you ever go to the hole? No. The little music no, video and Clovis. It was like out in like the middle of nowhere and it was like a bunch of like, I don't even remember what it, it was just some crappy little spot no. where local bands would play music. See, I think it was kind of dead by the time I got into high school and had my own transportation. And so they yeah. they had a, what was that? Chaotic. That was like the youth club. Which was, uh, you know, <laughs> never you, even heard. You, you must have left town by then. You must have been in Texas, but they, that man, was long gone. They had a yeah. youth club out there where you know, under eighteen, made mocktails and smoothies, and it was weird, man. It was, so... but I, I remember that they were like, <laughs> "You sure you're not talking about 180?" <laughs> Basically, but uh, yeah, yeah no, chaotic was hilarious because. I mean, there were some people who did shows there. I think there was another spot that they did some shows at uh, around town, but it, it was just kind of fragmented scene around town. But yeah, definitely that that, uh, that uh, music video definitely holds sway in my mind because I'm like, okay, they're just chilling on a rooftop. That looks dangerous, but I want to do it. And so, yeah, yeah, very- exactly. And that's that was what I was picturing when I said the water tower because it's in that music video. Right. Um, gosh, man, what a good time! It's just funny how much even just talking about Sub 7 is just bringing up all these other memories and connections that I have to everything else. Sure. Um, I remember one night, um, I feel like it was shortly after Awana's or it was, maybe it wasn't even Awana's, maybe it was some event, but there was a bunch of kids in and I just like in my brain, I picture like little fragments of this memory of the like cafeteria area at the church that we attended with the tape of the different colors for the different like games that Awanas would play. Mm-hmm. But I remember blasting um, a couple of songs uh, from sub seven during that time and just jamming out and, it was, just, it was interesting because you could tell some people were really into it. And you could also tell that some people were just really not. And I'll let you guess which people were really not. But guess. it was a good time for me. I think specifically um, Family Secrets came on. Family Secrets and is a good I was one. like, yes. I was, I was just jamming, dude. Just, I was, I don't know, man. I was running through there and just jamming. It was great. Yeah, no, that that definitely sounds like our antics uh, at that place. Was that? Were you there for that? I it feel like it was like a, maybe like a fake Halloween, like one of the like I don't know what do they call them, trunk, trunk or treats. treats or something. Are, are you dumb? talking about the sweaty bummeister Halloween? <laughs> do you remember <laughs> that? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I was really hoping that wasn't. Well, you come br- out, you brought it are. up. So, uh, short story: someone was sitting in a wheelchair. Stood up, there was a sweaty butt print in it. We don't know who, honestly. 
but it was alleged at one point that Jaron was the culprit. I, I don't know if we can I mean, prove that. I'll be honest. Probably. I mean, we can't prove it at this yeah, point, no. but I mean, I'm a grown man now. I sweat all oh, over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> likewise. Likewise. Whatever. I'll wear that yeah. hat. I, I was the sweaty bum. Yes. So yeah, that was uh that was a thing. So there you go. You got another fun story out of us, but yeah, that, that was a strong. This is quickly becoming less about sub seven and just telling stories about ourselves. Well, you know what? I, I think here's the here's the thing about this music though that I think we just have to remember is it's so intertwined with our adolescence. It's so intertwined with those memories. Absolutely. Um, and I think people who listen to us, they, they can remember listening to different types of, whether it's this band or not. And we realize that this is one of those bands that is not as mainstream. You know, they were on what flicker records, which was not as big of a deal on the Christian music scene. It was no. sorry. Flicker records. It's just true. You weren't tooth and nail. And so, they just didn't get or that. solid state. Yeah, they're not solid state, uh, and that's fair. You know, that's okay. Like, that's cool if you're not on one of the big labels. But uh, this is one of those bands that is really imprinted in our mind. It really reminds us of things, and I think everybody's got that similar thing there. Um, now, about the Free to Conquer. What about that album? I, I mean, honestly, the title song. I'm sick and tired of being tired. I mean, that's stuck in my head. All the time, like, I, <laughs> right. like every time Dude. somebody says I'm sick and tired, I'm like, no, you're making me finish this. I've got to yell it every time. Uh, it's <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I, I think that every time somebody says I'm sick and tired, but you've got right. to say of being tired. That's you got to finish it. That's a that's a really really quality track on there. That's just that was one of those ones that for them was real iconic. Great play, um, I enjoyed it. Still enjoy it. What am I saying, dude? There's been times in the last like two or three years that I've just thrown this album on and have just jammed it right. for like hours. Um, dude, Vampire was one of the ones that I. Still love. Um, I just think it's like the lyrics were just cool for me. Um, the the line you thought that you'd killed me didn't know that didn't know what you'd create. You thought that you'd killed me. I've risen from this risen from this grave, and I was just like, dude, I I don't know what it was about it, that at that time. I mean, it was definitely that like emo like side. I was just like, you know what I mean? Like I I related to that so much going through what I went through as a kid and stuff like, yeah, that's right. I've risen from this grave. And then I like made the, or the, the illusion to like Christ and like him risen from rising from the grave. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like it's all together at that time. You know, the song wasn't necessarily about that, but in my adolescent mind, I started making all these connections about stuff. Anytime someone rising up or coming from the grave comes up, let's be honest. We're all thinking Christophanes. Uh, if you grow up in the church, that's just kind of, you're thinking about Jesus the whole time. That's just where our mind goes. It could also just be that we all grew up in Sunday school and the right answer to everything is Jesus. So we just, we jump <laughs> to it. Uh, we, we jump to it. Uh, honestly, hold on. That's one that I really, really love. Um, that's, it's just a good jam. Um, I, I don't know about you. So I know you mentioned that the, you enjoyed the lyrics. To be honest, like I, I didn't really ever think about the lyrics very much with their music. 
they're pretty simple. But here's the thing. They were pretty I simple, don't yeah. care. Like, and, and I think this is going to be different with certain bands is for some bands. And right. honestly, the lyrics are really cool. Like, cause even emotion was just kind of cool lyrics, kind of thinking about like how you're processing things, you know, what is going on in your head. And there's not a lot of lyrics to it, yeah. but here's the thing is, and this is what I think is great about this band. And a lot of bands out there is it doesn't have to be crazy intricate lyrics if it's delivered well it doesn't um yep absolutely you know and if uh i could make an allusion to kind of like that is <sighs> any minors who listen to this music i'm sorry apologize to your parents for me but if you ever listen to dance gavin dance uh john mess their screamer oh uh, yeah absolutely ridiculous lyrics absolutely ridiculous lyrics but he doesn't use the lyrics for lyrical content. He uses them instrumentally almost. Now, I don't think that is mm-hmm. sub seven's intent, but I think in the way that they deliver really simple lyrics, it's extremely effective. It's so good. And I, I think that's what kind of sets apart bands that make simple lyrics that are really good musicians from those who aren't. Maybe. I don't know. Push back, whatever. No, I agree with you. I think that, I mean, just looking at the lyrics of of emotion, right? I mean, it's, should I go with the flow, try to take control? Would it be all right if I tried to deny the ghost of my life? Like, what are we talking about here? Right. I don't know. I mean, I... You know, then later he goes, everywhere I turn, omnipresent ghost, right? So now it's like, oh, okay. Holy well, Spirit. Are we... That's yeah. exactly right. Are Holy we, Spirit going through the emotions of engaging with the Holy spirit in this song. Like it's not readily apparent until you get to the end. And then you're like, by the time you're there, you're like too involved with emotion. Yes. Like just screaming that over and over again, that you almost forget that there's even lyrics other than the word emotion. <laughs> Dude, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Well, and I think it's just kind of the opposite of where you get people who, and I guess this is what I appreciate about them where you were saying that it's real kind of subtle at the end is, and we're, you know, in our next episode, we're going to cover a band who is pretty ham fisted with their lyrics, uh, <laughs> extremely ham fisted. And it's just, it, that's fine. If that's, if that's what you're wanting to do, that's fine. But I, I think there's some elegance in having simple lyrics that really are just, um, implanting thoughts and so a lot of times you know when i think about bands who are really good at conveying really complex things without having to spell it out all out it's very inception like you know where they're talking about you can't just say things outright inception's a cool movie if you've never seen it check it out i don't know if it's rated r but anyways uh you could i don't know so sorry about our our movie references if you're squeamish about that there's nothing bad in the movie really just maybe some dead people but uh that being said <laughs> you can cut that out nothing bad just a couple of you dead can cut people. that out but uh, no we're, you know it's kind of that idea of it. implanting a really small thought <laughs> into someone and i think that's some of the best music and even just art in general is not ham-fisted and i think even with the really simple lyrics i think they do well with that they really do um some good work with that and so yeah, yeah. Well, moving into Game of Love, though, like, right, so we see the dichotomy of subtle lyrics, right, with 
with emotion, but then you jump straight into game of love and he's talking, you know, to hear you say this one's mine to hear you say he's my son. Right. right? That's a direct reference to God claiming us as heirs of the throne. uh, You know, as scripture would describe. And so it's like, they have that back and forth of, all right, we'll kind of like throw some of this, we'll pepper it in there, you know, like give a little bit of flavor, but then you've got songs like game of love that just straight up, just boom. This is, this is what, this is what God's doing right right now. Um, And so I think that that's, I I would say that I think that made it more appropriate for like Flickr to sign because some of the artists that they had were a little more about their faith at that time than maybe two did they have on their, their roster. I don't even remember. I cannot remember either off the top of my head. Like probably kids. in the way. That's going to be one we'll have to cover. I was going to say, if we don't have that on the list, I was thinking that earlier when we were talking about, I'm pretty sure I put it on there. Uh, never, nevertheless, audio adrenaline, 77, shout out 117. We know, uh, that'll be one we'll probably cover at some point for sure. Um, oh, we got to, I mean, especially now, I forgot about staple weird. Wow, dude. Staple fire. I haven't thought about staple. Fireflates. Uh, that's a pretty iconic one. Everyday Sunday. So, um, that, that's the list I'm finding on, um, the great internet encyclopedia. Everybody hates to hates to use but always uses anyways wikipedia um here's a fun fact though like you just use the stuff from wikipedia and then you cite the sources that wikipedia cites boom now you got a research paper there you go kids you learned something new here life hacks (laughs) (laughs) but i I guess our biggest question you know with all of this is it it, obviously we have an emotional (laughs) ha more puns this week. I see what you did there. We've got an emotional connection to this band. It's something that we really enjoy. And I think every time we've talked about it, it's always gushing with praise. Does it hold up? I think that it definitely holds up. Cool. That's good. I And I, I would completely agree with that. I, I think for me, my biggest problem with the bands, like you were saying, the bands that were kind of serious about their faith is... It was just, it was really cheesy. And I remember having a discussion with folks about like, well, you know, this, this artist is really cheesy. Like what they've got to say is cheesy. And it may or may not have been Toby Mac that I was talking about, but that's beside the point. Oh, I thought you were talking about sub seven. No, I was like, yes, of course it holds up. No, no, no. I I mean, cheesiness factor. Oh, that's got that cheesiness factor. But that's, that's kind of one of those things is there's a, there's a lot of bands that, I think at the time we would have said, oh, yeah, this is cool stuff. But you look at it, it's very cheeseball. And and I would even kind of compare, like, uh, you know, worship music type of stuff where you've got, like, the difference between hymns, which are very, not always extremely, you know, intricate in their wording, but are really powerful in the way that they deliver the words, the way that they use Things And I, I would say, you know, even kind of thinking about the way that they use uh, poetic devices within this. And that's it, pretty important, you know, for musicians. You'd hope that they're not just doing the whole, uh, I know four chords and I've got a couple of fun words to say. Which, I mean, I you were in on that writing the, writing the song at Lone Tree, were you? No. Oh, right. What song oh. is this? I don't even remember this song. 
it, so I might not have been there. Yeah. So I was going right. to summers at my dad's house in Texas. No, it, was, it was in spring. So missed... It was in spring. But you know, it, okay. it was kind of in. It was a hilarious song now that I look back at it, but it was kind of one of those, is this about a girl or is this about God type of thing when I look back, which right. we were super stoked on it. I think even um, one of our friends, Shane, has the notes still of it somewhere. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that he's got those. He's got all kinds of crazy things from back so then. so much that... dirt on us. Yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he could ruin my yes, life. Yes, but you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, at the time it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's very out there. Where I think some of the best artists just don't have to be blatant with what they're saying to make it sound good. Uh, even the sound, the right. sound aged well. The sound aged well, really, really good. With sub oh, seven, yeah. I, we're not talking about Toby. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. No. All right, I just wanted to be sure because I got stuck in a little trap of Toby Mac for a no. minute and said some stuff that I didn't necessarily. No. I don't. I don't believe. Yeah. So I just had to clarify, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, sorry guys, we will not be reviewing Toby Mac on this podcast, more than likely. He is not Christian Rock, no matter how much you pound your hands on the desk. Ain't gonna happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so, Jaren, do you have any other thoughts? I, I'm kind of tapped out as far as my thoughts on the band. It sucks that they only had two albums. I guess that... Yeah, dude, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, is I've always wanted more i've always been hungry for more sub seven even now like it was if they just completely re invented their sound and came out with something i would probably still eat it up as long as it kind of fits somewhat within the genre right right? let's be honest like if they had the exact same town dude i would probably get some sort of tattoo of that album (laughs) art if we're being honest like that's how much I liked Sub Seven, and I still continue to like Sub Seven. They're not my favorite band by any stretch of the imagination, but they are definitely one of my top like top tens for sure. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. I I just kind of think about that how there were bands who were not rewarded during this Christian music scene the way they yes. should have been, oh. and it's because. And again, no offense to Flickr. I just, I, they're a smaller label. I don't know if that was the ability to push them as much. I do know, if I'm not mistaken, one of their their members also died near the end of their run. And so I'm sure more than like, well, yeah, he had a heart attack. I mean, in his 30s, like that's nuts. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't know. And I couldn't really find anything as far as like, if that's what spurred them uh, wanting to break out. But it's just kind of, for me, one of those big what ifs there's some bands that we we're going to cover on yep. this who they've been together you know years you know 15 20 i think we might cover a couple that have been close to 30 i mean nearly as old as i am but even with right. this this is one where they had a couple of albums and they're gone and that that's my biggest thing that i'm just i'm bummed about and i wish they could have more but right that's life man. yeah that's that's basically where i'm landing too man is i just I would love to have seen them grow into something more, but I also feel like, I feel like that's kind of the paradigm of where it's at is like, if they did get big, Mm -hmm. would we have liked them as much as we like them while they're small? And I, I fight with myself because I want to believe that I would still like them that much, but I have, always caught the trend of like when these bands start getting larger 
they start writing more music to appeal to more people yeah. uh, or be more radio friendly. Um, and that just, I've, that, that kills a lot of it for me because that sound is so calculated and predictable that it's like every song on an album, once a band reaches that certain size, sounds exactly the same. And if it doesn't, everyone hates that album. And then they buy the next one and the next one's back to the same recipe. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of Schrodinger's albums, right? You know, we, we could have had an amazing third or second full album. I guess that they only had one full Did you say Schrodinger's oh, yeah. albums? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing is okay. it could have been amazing. It may not have been. Uh, I don't think this was a band that was primed to jump to, you know, like Atlantic or anything like that. Uh, not not right, after right. one album, but it's one of those ones where, who knows, like there was a lot of bands who jumped. I mean, yeah, like Under Oath made the jump. You know, I, I really great bands on it. Yeah. Uh, could they have? I don't know. But it, I think with us, it, it is kind of a perfect encapsulation. It's almost a time capsule of music because we never have to hear how did they change with the trends. Uh, they just they are yeah. what they were in 2004, 2005. Cemented this way for the rest of right. the time. And, you know, there's some beauty in that, honestly, that I don't have to worry about what are they going to do next that's going to just disappoint me. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Dangers of Christian Rock podcast or something like that. Hey, we hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, hey, hit us up on social. Uh, we've got Twitter. We've got Facebook. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Danger XTN Rock and on Twitter at the same Danger XTN Rock. Hey, if you think that we roasted your favorite band and we're wrong, please let us know. Uh, If you have suggestions for future bands to cover, we'd also like to know. And if you've got a really cool story about a band, we also want to know. We want to talk to you. We want to hear. We want to connect. Thanks for listening.